Hello, this is Danielle Freitag with Jenna DeYoung, Real Talk Podcast, encouraging faith and inspiring restoration, sharing tips, tools, and talk. We're exploring a biblical worldview that empowers and prompts faith in action. episode five. This is Danielle and Jenna. So actually guys, those listening, Jenna and I have actually been talking for like the last what hour. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so honestly, just getting real with one another and experiencing the Lord's presence in, um, just having a time of being authentic with one another and honest. Um, and honest with one yeah. another. Yeah. And it's really good. You know, Holy spirit just I feel like moves through our conversation, Jenna and, uh, listeners. I was just a little bit teary eyed. So I'm kind of collecting myself here, um, to, you know, to be on our podcast, but it's such a, an appropriate time. Um, so let's kick it off with the topic, Jenna, you want to, you want to share yeah. on the topic? So today, we are going to be sharing about testimony and the power of sharing your testimony. Um, you know, Danielle and I each have our own testimony on how we came to the Lord. And, you know, it's, I think it's important for you guys to know what our, what our testimony is, because I think you're going to understand a little bit more about why we talk about the things that we talk about and why we're passionate about them, because we have just went through life experiences and we came to Jesus and God has redeemed us and restored us. And so, you know, God asks us to be a mouthpiece for the Lord, you know, to testify and share our stories. And so, um, revelation 12, 11, I'm going to read it in the passion translation. And Danielle, I know that you also have it. Um, in another translation, but it says they conquered him completely through the blood of the lamb and the powerful word of his testimony. They triumphed because they did not love and cling to their own lives, even when they faced death. And so, you know, we overcome the devil. We overcome Satan by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Every single time that I have testified, I feel like I receive more freedom. You know, there was a point in time where it was really hard for me to share my testimony, you know, there, cause there was so much emotion and there still is, and there still can be, but, um, now it's just more from this point of God, I can't believe how good you are. I can't believe all of the things that you've done. Yeah. Cause you're also able and you're recognizing what God has done yep. where you were before and where you are now. And it points to the goodness of God. And there is a blessing that comes in the authenticity and the vulnerability of here's where I'm at. This is what's really happening. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then to be able to, uh, of course, be honest with self, but get real with God and cause he already knows, he already knows. And when, when we can be authentic in that and, um, 
I just believe that it allows for Holy Spirit to really move. And then I've experienced that today um, just with, with you, Jenna, and with Aaron and Eliza, uh, listeners, we have, a, we've kind of got like a mom squad slash sisters in Christ group and, um, chat often with one another. And it's been for me, very, very encouraging, very healing, um, just to have sisters in Christ to, you know, do life with really. So, um, I'm going to read from NIV and then also the message. So revelation 12, 11, Uh, They triumphed over him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Uh, They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. And then in the message version, uh, they defeated him through the blood of the lamb and the bold word of their witness. And so today we're really going to have just a time of being bold and sharing a bit more like Jenna said of testimony. So this last weekend, Jenna and I had the opportunity to speak in Sheldon, Iowa and, uh, with, uh, at a, was a United Methodist church, uh, incredible pastor, uh, opening the door to receive a message of what is exploitation? What is sex trafficking? And what can we as the church do about it? And so it's so neat. I love when pastors, when faith-based communities are open to learning, are open to hearing a message. Um, But something that happened, you know, that time and when we got done, I realized that I didn't share a whole lot of my testimony. Um, I shared just a little bit of it. And maybe it was because we were crunched on time, but right. Jenna said, um, uh, Mike said, uh, so Jenna's husband, Mike said next time more testimony. So we're actually going to take this time to do that. And, uh, and want to encourage those listening. Um, and we'll do this more a little bit at the end as well as, you know, when is, when's the last time that you, um, shared a part of your testimony or, um, you know, thinking even the good things that God has done. Um, today I find myself in such a place of gratitude of, of, um, just grateful for the Holy spirit, grateful for correction, grateful for sisters in Christ that I can be, um, completely honest with. There's no hiding, there's no facade. And there's such a power in that when we can unify, um, together and, um, you know, bring spirit in and bring truth and bring light in. Right. So, um, this is, I mean, I feel like kind of stirred up today in in a good way, but just based even Jenna, like on our previous conversation. And so I'm, I'm navigating as far as like, should I go or do you want to, do you want to go ahead and start? I'd love to hear, uh, just what's on your heart as far as what, um, you know, testimony you want to share, um, today. Sure. Yeah. So I think I'm just going to kind of paint a picture, like of my BC, my before Christ, you know, and it's going to be real quick and real short because, you know, the longer that I live my life and the more people and the relationships that I get in, I realize that like everyone has stuff. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like there isn't anyone that doesn't have stuff. And so, you know, for me, just a real quick picture, you know, I grew up in a, a, a great home, mom, dad, three sisters, Um, you know, looking back now, I can see that I really just as a child believed the lies of an enemy, you know, the enemy, the devil, (laughs) you know, that my dad didn't love me. And it, and 
you know, I, he just had a heyday with me, you know? And so for me, I always like to say that, like that just created this wound, like in my heart. And I went through all these years, all these adolescent years, you know, through school, through middle school, through high school, of just trying to fill that hole in my heart that only Jesus Christ could fill. And I turned to mostly boyfriends. I became promiscuous at a really young age. And I just, it was wherever I could find that love that I thought was love and attention. And it just really grew that hole bigger, deeper, wider, you know, and, you know, I ended up wound up pregnant, you know, in, in college, I did walk through the trauma of abortion, Um, and it was horrific, you know, that was a real moment in my life where things dramatically went from bad to worse to like rock, rock bottom. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's when, you know, the drug use started, you know, you shared, you know, at church, um, how a lot of times, you know, when we have these traumas in our life, it then results in drug use. You know, for me, it was just so overwhelming because I did not want to feel what I was feeling. It's almost like I unconsciously knew what I had done, even though, you know, I had someone in front of me saying, you know, it's not a baby. You just take this pill. You're going to have a light period, go yeah. back to your life. It's going to be fine. You know, yeah. turned out to be the biggest lie of my life. And you know, I'm so thankful. Cause like, even, you know, there's these moments where you can look back and, you know, you can see God working in your life before you knew him. And it's such a beautiful picture, you know, because before, you know, before I knew Christ, like, I felt all alone. I feel like, you know, and, um, you know, the Holy spirit was just hovering. The Holy spirit hovers over chaos. And I was chaos. <laughs> I was, cha- I was chaos, but the Holy spirit was hovering. Praise the Lord. Right. And, um, he's been doing that since the beginning of time, <laughs> right. Hovering over chaos. Yes. And so, um, you know, I had these, I mean, I, I would have to speak for an hour, like on my full testimony, but you know, the Lord just moved for my, pr- through my praying grandmother, she spoke truth into my life. She said, Jenna, like she was telling me a story in the middle of her story. She looked at me. It had nothing to do with what she said. She's like, I just want you to know that abortion's never right. And then she like went on with her story, like talking about like her garden or I, I don't really remember what it was, but it was like, what just happened? You know, and no one had knew what I had done. It was my deepest, darkest secret that I was going to take to the grave, you know? And, um, anyways, um, to kind of fast forward, you know, I got to this rock bottom. I um, ended up in the same situation. I got pregnant again, you know, with my son, Max and by the grace of God, um, he, I I just believe like spared my son, Max's life. And I just fully believe today that he might, my son has such a call on his life, you know, because the enemy doesn't attack what's not a threat. And sometimes we have to realize that, like, we have to realize that, you know, all of these hard things that have gone on in our life, maybe you're listening and you just went through some really traumatic things, you know, it's like, because you are, um, an inheritance of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and you are called to do mighty and wondrous things, you know, for Jesus Christ. And so, um, anyways, fast forward to this moment where I just fell on my knees. It was this moment of surrender of just saying, God, like, I can't do this anymore. Like I, I can't, lead my life. Like I've tried everything and I failed over and over again. And, um, I was in the upper room of my mother's house and I was all alone and I just cried out to God. And it was like in a moment, just this wave of love, just like rushed over me. And it was like in one moment, 
that hole in my heart was just filled. And I just received the love of God in that moment. And, um, it was, it was beautiful. Everything changed from there. You know, I had many years of just learning about God, going to Bible studies for the first time, you know, just kind of doing all of that stuff. Um, and then the second biggest day, you know, of my walk with the Lord was when I got filled with the Holy spirit and power. That's when healing came. That's when restoration came. That's when like all, all my areas of weakness, the Holy spirit came and was that strength. And I was able to understand the word and just the word came alive. And I began to experience God experience God. God wants us is an experiential God. He wants us to experience him, you know? And so it's like so many testimonies. I mean, I feel like I could testify Jesus Christ for like, I don't know, put me on the pulpit and see how long we can go. Cause <laughs> the Lord has done so many things and I have so many stories and just the best parts of my life are with Holy spirit and are with Jesus yeah. and just these things that I could never even think of, I can never even ask for. So, yeah. So beautiful. I'm reminded of uh second Thessalonians two 13 is, but we ought always to thank God for you, brothers and sisters loved by the Lord, because God chose you. Mm-hmm. God chose you as first fruits to be saved through the sanctifying work of the spirit and through belief in the truth. And you had mentioned that earlier, Jenna, about the sanctification of the spirit. And when I hear you share, and I know you have so many stories, you know, things that the Lord has done. And, um, it's like you said, it's because we have been chosen. God chose us. And, and just like Jenna said, you know, those listening, if you've, you know, you've been through stuff or maybe you're walking through something now, know that God has chosen you as a first fruit, like as an inheritance. And there's a calling on your life. There's a destiny that's for you. And it doesn't look like somebody else's. Um, but thank goodness, right. For the Holy spirit, it's the Holy spirit who does the sanctifying work. And so, you know, those listening, if you, and you would know, I've heard this said before, you would know if you're filled with the Holy spirit, there is an, there is a difference. And if, and if you feel like you're not ask God, you know, receive the Holy spirit, like Holy spirit is for you. Um, I can remember as well, Jenna, it, it wasn't, it it wasn't necessarily one moment. I believe it was over for me, different moments. I had moved home in 2006 and I was still going to outpatient treatment. I was still driving, um, without a license to get to outpatient treatment, doing that living. I'd moved back in with my family. And, um, I just remember I was so, I just wanted to know the truth. I wanted, I was hungry. I was thirsty. Mm-hmm. And, you know, growing up, I, I was introduced to God. I mean, I did, my parents um, brought us thankfully to church. I went to a Lutheran school I'm, or Lutheran, um, you know, church, and they did such a great job at like memorize scripture. That was something that they would always really drive the point, like memorizing scripture. And I'm so grateful for that. But, um, when I, when I moved home in 2006, I was so just tired of the way I had been living, you know, I'd just gotten sober, um, and just gotten out of the, you know, strip club industry, whatever. And there were several times when I was, you know, reading scripture and just really 
really seeking the Lord, like where I experienced his tangible presence. I remember waking up one night and it felt like, it felt like I was being hugged. Like God was like, like I was literally being hugged. I felt my body kind of like rocking back and forth. And it felt like pure ecstasy, like not the drug necessarily, but like Holy spirit, peace, joy, pure come over me from my head down to my toes. Um, you know, just his tangible presence. And there's been several times since 2006 where I have felt the tangible presence of God. Mm -hmm. Like there is no doubt, like his glory, his goodness, his peace. And it's so different than, than what I was living in. And I almost feel kind of like choked up when I talk about this and I can feel my body. I'm starting to shake a little bit (laughs) because I'm just like, I feel like it's so much emotion. Um, but it's the difference between what it was like then and what it's like now. And I love Jenna that you said, you know, about focusing on what it's like now, not so much on the then, but when I go back to then the, you know, the BC, um, you know, again, I was introduced in a way to God when I was little. Um, and I'm so grateful for my family. I did grow up in a home where there was alcoholism. Um, and I believe in some way that played some kind of effect and, um, you know, there was other things as well. And I've shared on the podcast, you know, some of the other things from, you know, seeing pornography unintentionally at an early age to, you know, I had an older guy come into my life when I was about 17 and, um, it was he and one of his friends that basically introduced me into the strip club industry. And so, uh, spent about six years, um, working, working in strip clubs, working in the strip club industry more so doesn't matter where there was, you know, there was another state as well, but the reality is, is that at the time when I first started, it seemed so appropriate for the culture that I'd already brought into as already using drugs. I'd already been groomed in some way mm-hmm. and, um, you know, thought at first it was pretty, pretty glamorous and, you know, found out how much, how much money I could make. And, and I remember even looking at the women and thinking they're so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And, um, so, I mean, it didn't take long. I thought I would start out as a waitress that didn't last long. I started working pretty quick. So, um, you know, at first it was, it was, it was okay. Um, but it got, it got pretty bad and, you know, this is a, a story in and of itself, but the commercial sex industry, it is, um, demoralizing in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many different stories, but I don't, I don't want to take time to go over all those stories. Yeah. But what I can say is that I remember so many times feeling dirty, feeling, um, just, I mean, the drug use got really bad. I had a, um, I had an overdose ended up in the ER and, um, just, just, yeah, lots of stuff where it just got really bad. And I remember trying to quit several times and, um, it was always, it was hard. I thought I had to go back to pay one more bill or keep up, you know, keep up the place I was living or the car I was driving or whatever it might be. And, um, I know that God was after me. I know, you know, looking back how he was drawing me out of that place. Um, one story I'll share here in closing this part. I, uh, while I was working there, I had a dream 
that my mom came into the strip club to find me. Like she knew I was working there and she was going to come find me. And, um, I, I thought it was so real that I had actually asked the managers, like, you know, was, was someone in to see me? Um, cause again, here I'm using, you know, substances, but, um, it was this feeling of, I knew what I was doing and where I was at. Wasn't, it wasn't intended for me. And, um, you know, my mom and I, like, we had a conversation one time while I, I had come home on a weekend, um, you know, after using and, and whatnot. And I'd come home, I think just to find some rest in the home life, right. Or rest at home. And, um, my mom, you know, pulled me aside and she's like, I don't, I don't want to lose you. You know, like I know where you're working. I know what you're doing. I don't, I don't want to lose you. Um, and she proceeded, and I think I've shared this with you, Jenna, you know, she proceeded to share with me that her sister, um, had for a very short period of time also worked in the strip club industry. And, um, she actually passed away at a young, at a younger age, pretty tragically. And, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't know this at the time. And so there was something generationally there, but all this to say, even at that time when my mom said that to me, it, it, it's like, it's something that got in me, in my spirit, right. In my soul, that this isn't the place for you. This isn't the right path for you. There is concern that, Hey, this is not good. And so it just took a couple more rock bottom times. And I eventually, you know, got into an outpatient treatment program and got honest about the way my life was. I got help. I started talking to a counselor. I, um, I'll never forget the last time I drove, I tried driving to the club. I ended up turning the car around and just like, I can't keep doing this. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, we've shared this on here before. Um, and I can relate with you in this as well, Jenna, and you know, this, that, um, it was four days after my 18th birthday, you know, that I had an abortion and like you said, like things just got worse they got worse. They didn't get better. They got worse. Um, and it's been an area of my life, you know, and you know, this cause, uh, listeners, yeah. if you, if you haven't read it, so chapter three in volume two of the garden keys is a little bit of Jenna's story and a little bit of my story, but just how God can bring beauty from even the, um, most horrific things. I mean, even abortion. And so, God continues. It's an area in my life where he just continues to bring a healing and a restoration, but it comes when being vulnerably honest and real and, um, and allowing the scriptures and allowing the Holy spirit to do what Holy spirit does. Holy spirit will bring restoration and peace in any story. So anyone listening, no matter what it is that you've gone through right now, or what it is you're going through now, there is a peace And there is a rest that Jesus is. He himself is peace and he is rest. Um, I'm so thankful now. I just have to share this one last thing. We'll read a couple of scriptures, but I'm thankful now I can feel the Lord's presence and peace in, you know, because I know we've been talking for a while, but like I'm starting to really feel God's presence is just that like, I'm so thankful for my marriage, you know, that God can bring a beauty in marriage, you know, Corinne, I've been married 11 years. Um, and God can bring a beauty again to, to sex and sexuality and he can bring a beauty and a peace, um, to where there was trauma, um, to where there can be, where there can be true peace. And that's what Jesus does. I love how, you know, the Holy spirit anoints us in our weaknesses. 
to pro- proclaim the gospel and freedom to other people. You know, you would think like the world, you would think like, oh, the areas of my strength, that's where I'm going to help people. But it's actually the Holy Spirit anoints us and our weaknesses. And so that's why Danielle and I talk so much about the certain issues and topics that we do, you know, abortion, sexuality, you know, the things that are really going on. You know, I look back, you know, here I am, this little girl that struggled in my relationship with my father. And now here today, I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to have the father-daughter dance to help strengthen those relationships, you know, close those gaps by the grace of God. So the grace of God, the empowerment of God that comes on my life to share a testimony where I I don't feel shame. And it's such a beautiful thing, you know? Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. Um, Beautiful. You know, I was thinking um, in Hebrews 12. And so I just wanted to say for listeners too, like, you know, like I said, everyone's going through something. Like if you're listening today, you know, the Holy spirit, is in you. And so there might be something, you know, that's coming up, you know, maybe you've walked through healing, maybe you're in the process of healing, but I just want to say that to encourage you that the Holy spirit wants to anoint you in that area because God gets all the glory. Like for me, healing from abortion, God gets every single ounce of glory (laughs) because there's nothing that I could do in my own strength. You know, I, literally shoved it down for almost a decade and didn't think about it, didn't want to do anything for it. But then by God's grace, you know, by the Holy spirit, he brought it up and I started to walk through grief. You know, I would be very mean, just no, just, I would come over with grief, you know, and I, I could never talk about it. I mean, there has been things with, you know, I had a ministering angel come to my room at night and literally do things in the spirit realm, unseen things, and then commission me the next day and start sharing testimony. And it was like the next week, the prayer house calls me, Hey, Jenna, can you share your testimony? (laughs) You know, the next month church calls me, Hey, Jenna, can you testify in our church? And so the Lord is for you and the Lord has path and a plan for you. So whatever it is that's stirring up on the inside of you, just know that there God works all things together for your good. And, um, he's going to use you and he, and he wants to use you. Um, I was thinking about, you know, um, Danielle mentioned our mom squad, you know, as our safe place. So important to have a safe group of people that you can share with, that you feel you can be vulnerable with because um, there's so much fruit that comes from that. But we've been reading, doing a little Bible study in Hebrews 11 and 12, um, which is, I just feel like the Lord is so in this because I'm also sharing at another women's event coming up on Hebrews 12. And so, um, in Hebrews 12, and I've probably, this is probably my most talked about verse, but it, um, I want to read it out of the passion translation. It says, we must let go of every wound that has pierced us and the sin we so easily fall into. So every wound that you have, God doesn't want you just to walk with all of these wounds, but he wants to bind them and heal them. So you are walking whole so that you are walking in freedom. And so then it says, then we will be able to run life's marathon race with passion and determination for the path has been already marked out before us. So he wants us to run our race and wholeness. 
Um, He doesn't want people to minister the gospel from a wounded, a a wounded state. Um, We look away from the natural realm and we focus our attention and expectation onto Jesus who birthed the faith within us and who led us forward in faith's perfection. And so um, it's all Jesus. It's all God. He's perfecting things within us. He's sanctifying us. Um, you know, we, we don't fight against fleshly, blood. it's spiritual. It's in, it's, it's principalities and powers and, and all of those things. So. Amen. 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 So good. So good. I feel like that's a really good place to stop for today. We're so grateful those joining and listening. We bless you. And um, we're going to, in a couple weeks, resume the conversation on preventing the hypersexualization of children in our culture. Um, we're going to have a special guest. We're super excited. We're not going to tell you yet who it is. We're going to wait a little bit, but um, it's going to be really, really good. Um, and so, you know, Tune in next time and the next time. And if you would like, drop a couple stars. Uh, if you want to do five stars, drop a review, share the podcast with your friends. Um, we would be so grateful. So we just thank you for joining us and uh, we'll be back. Bless you guys.